Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Welcome, everyone. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. And if you're not familiar with the word thriving, by the end of this show today, you will be, because we have got a powerhouse show for you, conversations that will talk about the depth and the breadth of what we're experiencing on this planet right now. I have some incredible guests joining me today, and more importantly, Many of you have responded to the work that we've been doing on the radio, how we are bringing to you conversations that enable you to step up, create the change you want in your life. And you've heard this before. This is the year of action. This is the time for each of us to make sure that we're putting one step in front of the other, one foot in front of the other, and creating powerful, powerful change. I'm your host, Dr. Pat Basile. I'm the host of the Dr. Pat Show. And as we've talked about before, many of the programs that we are doing will be moving to multiple markets. And we have you to thank for that. And so coming to you today live, we've got a great show. We're talking with Rebecca Zambito, Margaret Starbird, uh, and Salvatore Zambito coming right out of the gate talking about a conversation about yoga that has not been had before on this show. And we'll be visiting some sacred sites. We'll be talking about what it means to be on sacred uh, land and why this is so important, why the energy connects us all. And so I want to welcome you to the show today and uh, get started with a conversation with, uh, I think, Benny, are you there? Or is it Matt? Benny's in the Ark Studio. This is Matthew. Hey, Matthew. How are you doing today? I'm doing wonderful. And yourself? I'm doing great. How are things going there in a beautiful Seattle? It is beautiful here today. It's gorgeous. Well, you, you know, so much of what we're doing here is incredible thanks to the technology and most of what we do. Uh, and I want to uh, get right to pulling a prosperity card. Are you ready to... To do that for us, Matt? Yeah. I'm going to send you to Benny in the Ox Studio. He's pulling a prosperity card as we speak. <laughs> All right. He's shuffling them. I can see it. He's picking out the right one. <laughs> Benny, are you there? Check, check. One, two. All right. I got you, Benny. I can't hear you. Wait, 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 wait. Wait, I got the prosperity cards. Just, I got to get myself another. I, I thought you were already shuffled. Hang on, hang on. No, no, no. <laughs> there we go. All right. Pat, are you there? Yes, Dr. Pat's here. Okay, put uh, the pot in bus two. Then she can hear me. Now, Pat, can you hear me? Can you hear me? Yay! Hey, I've got my card. Do you have yours? Yes. Which one do you have? I have Prosperity Law number 88. Okay, what is yours? Okay, I experience happiness and satisfaction from within. Oh, my gosh. Uh, and I picked one, too. So let's let's read these cards together, because the one that I picked is I Feel My Dreams Come Alive. And both of these cards describe the show that we're planning today. All righty. Uh, and so this is kind of incredible. Go ahead. Do yours first. All right. Prosperity Law number eight. I experience happiness and satisfaction from within. 
<laughs> All right. Happiness and satisfaction are not qualities that depend on outer circumstances, nor do they come from future or the past. Each moment is a magical experience, which you will realize your fulfillment, which lies within. That is the great card. I tell you, I picked, I feel my, I feel my dreams come alive. This is what we're talking about. It's one thing to be dreaming, dreaming, dreaming. It's another thing to have your dream come to life. And that's what this is about because most of us, we can, we can dream things. We have vivid imagination. Mm-hmm. We're creative in, in what we can come up with in our minds, yep. both to the better of us and sometimes not so, not so good. And this part, I feel my dreams come alive, is incredible. It is so vibrant is the human spirit that it can have a truly profound effect on the subconscious mind. Merely intellectualizing something is not enough. I just had this conversation the other day with a friend. You must create the feeling within you that your dreams are coming alive. Dreams are coming alive. Benny's and vision of a dream coming alive is, is happening. He's dancing in the Ox studio. I was. Well, I'm going to Vegas this afternoon, so yeah, are you going, baby. Are you going to Vegas? You're yes. going to Vegas. I think Bobby's going to L.A. Yeah. So this must be the month to travel. I guess so. We'll probably meet up somewhere down the road. So uh, what is it uh, that you're excited about going to Vegas? Uh, Just a little R&R. Kind of like what you're doing. Uh-huh. You know, just kind of taking it easy, not hey. expecting to do much. Except without the beautiful scenery and the tropical beaches. And Vegas has that too, man. Depends <laughs> on what hotel you're in. It does. So tell us where you're going to be staying so in case our listeners want to visit you. Wait a minute. No. <laughs> okay, I'm staying at the Flamingo. Okay. So Very ev- classy. Benny's party at the Flamingo in Las Vegas. Yeah, I'm not everyone. giving out. Yeah, you'll have to find my room number. I'm not going <laughs> to give it out. <laughs> Make it, i got to give a little bit of a challenge. Come on. Okay, I'll be by the pool. So if you're looking for a hot guy by the pool, I'll be by the pool. And that that's exactly it. So, when you know, we're talking about having our dreams come alive and, and taking action on our own behalf. You know, this is part of the journey. You know, we cannot expect that our lives will be about dreaming without doing something. My guest coming up right now, Salvatore Zambito, is someone that knows a lot, a lot about taking action but also about having an extraordinary vision. And so he is the founder and author, teacher, Yoga Sutras Institute. He's a well-known mystic, rogue scholar, and world traveler. He is also someone that brings the next level of conversation to the table. And through the years, he has established yoga centers uh, in America and taught yoga-related subjects at institutes and universities around the world. Today, he's going to be joining us to talk about a different conversation, perhaps one you've not heard before, about yoga, what it is, what it's not, and what he, his experience has been in working with people around the world studying and teaching yoga. Uh, he is the author of, the, uh, of, of many, many books, but he is the author of The Unadorned Thread of Yoga, He's also been joining us on the show to help us understand yoga breath work, hands-on body work, and much more. So today's conversation is about the opening. It is about all of us getting to this place where we're open to receive, where we're open to be that full expression in our lives. 
And so often we forget how magnificent we are. We forget that we have such incredible, absolutely phenomenal healing power. And so Salvatore is joining us today. Salvatore, welcome to the show. Well, good morning, Pat. It's always uh, fun to be here with you and Benny. Good morning. And what I wanted to talk with you about, you know, I have just barely, barely touched on your experience, your gift, and what you've been able to create in this world. If you could describe yourself in a sentence or two, what would you say about your essence? I've been a man in search of his his essence for over 40 years, uh, a man who has been blessed with the presence of some incredible beings and teachers who have been leading him deeper and deeper within, um, a man of uh, commitment, although it's not always apparent moment to moment, and that commitment has been organized around the Yoga Sutras and around yoga itself. I think that would that would do. You know, that's a big description. I mean, for many people, it's hard to describe who we are and what we do in the world and, and why what we do is so important. I know today that you and I are going to have a conversation about yoga that probably many people listening to the show have have not heard before. Uh, and, and the question is, why why do we believe yoga is so misunderstood or there is such a lack of knowledge on yoga from your perspective, Salvatore? Sure. Well, I would start out by saying that in the broadest sense in America, and I think we have to go perhaps geographically because there's a different understanding of your, of yoga in India, Europe, America, and Japan, for example. And since we're Americans, let's just stay with that. I think the understanding is is fairly good as far as it goes, Pat. It's just that it's kind of limited. And one of my great teachers um, explained to me once, when I came to him with a frustration, I used to teach yoga at Boise State University, and I also taught meditation. Now, part of the misunderstanding here was that yoga and meditation are two separate things. And here's the confusion. The physical movements that you were describing earlier when people stretch themselves into pretzels is a portion of yoga called asana. And when we're sitting in meditation, this is a portion of yoga called dhyana. But in America, with its strong physical emphasis, the word asana and the word yoga have come to become synonymous. And that is true up to a point because all of asana is yoga, but yoga is much more than asana. And so the misunderstanding here is that yoga is perhaps seen as a physical fitness process when, in fact, it's a process of complete personality integration with 87 different schools of yoga, of which the physical portion is only one. But the purpose in the, long, in the larger sense is to bring the human personality to a place of integration and then to a place of transcendence. When we take this journey, uh, Salvatore, and this is a question that I'm, I'd like us to address when we come back from break, when we take this journey, 
this question comes up about why we get stuck in life, why we get to that place of, of, of disease and illness. And in the work that you do, the question is, where does the power of yoga step in to help us be totally, completely fulfilled and powerful? We'll address that question when we come right back from break. You're listening to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by my guest, Salvatore Zambito. We'll be right back. Take control of your health and wellness with the natural and modern way. Don't just treat symptoms, eliminate the cause. Hundreds of people report improved health and wellness using Rife Frequency Technology. BioSolutions is the most effective Rife instrument we've experienced. Customer satisfaction guaranteed or your money back. For more information, call BioSolutions toll-free at 866-885-6625. That's 866-885-6625. Your body has the wonderful capacity to create perfect health. Set your body's capacity to heal itself in motion with quantum possibilities. Choose quantum biofeedback or possibilities vibrational techniques, which are both based on quantum physics. The vibrational techniques use the power of numbers, intention, and imagination to discover and replace subconscious genetic memories that no longer serve you. Visit quantumpossibilities.biz and mention the Dr. Pat Show when scheduling your appointment to receive one-third off your initial session. Avakai Spa, the spa of the future. Avakai means fountain of life. They offer pampering and preventative aging treatments for the whole person. Enter Avakai's $5,600 non-invasive whole body makeover contest, including weight loss, nutrition, and anti-aging treatments. Sign up now for the September 18th Lose Weight Naturally Workshop and Eat to Lose Buffet. Call 800-988-7705 or... Or visit avakai.com. That's A-V-I-K-A-I.com. What does it take to feel young again? To be filled with vitality? To wake up feeling clear and refreshed? To live without allergies? More and more Americans are wondering if it's even possible. Founder of the Life Force Center in Los Angeles, Dr. Jeffrey McCombs, has been researching, developing, and refining a unique system that doctors and patients from around the world are saying offers them all of this and more. Visit LifeForcePlan.com or call one 1-888-236-7780. Contrary to popular belief, having a baby is not always a happy, glowing experience. Many women develop a variety of mood problems, most often depression. Thankfully, there are many options available to heal or prevent this debilitating condition. Dr. Shoshana Bennett is shining a light on postpartum depression right here on The Dr. Pat Show. So tune in and find out how to help someone you love. For more information about postpartum depression, visit postpartumdepressionhelp.com. Find out how to avoid being the next victim of cancer, heart disease, obesity, or diabetes. In his webinar series, The Cure, Save Your Body, Heal Your Life, Dr. Timothy Brantley, the number one best-selling author of The Cure, will share an overview of disease in America, how our eating patterns are destroying our bodies, miracles of natural healing, and his proven guidelines for health, detoxification, and regeneration. Sign up for the webinar series by visiting BrantleyCure.com. More talk, less rock. Come on, that's a good thing. Alternative Talk, 1150 a.m. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive by Salvatore Zambito is in the house. 
we are going to have a progressive conversation, starting out with Salvatore and coming up. We've got incredible folks joining us to talk about sacred places, sacred spaces, and how they help people get to those places and experience the fullness of the energy of all that has come before. Salvatore Zambito, again, is one of these people that is known as a mystic. He is a mystic. He takes his life to the level of, of consciousness and expansiveness as we talk about the world of yoga as we know it and mostly as we don't know it. Salvatore, I asked you a question before the break. Yes. Very interested in hearing uh, what your perspective is. Pat, I'd like to um, start answering your question by giving a little bit of background in yoga historically. And from that standpoint, it began in India, and that's not a big surprise to most people, but the history of it goes back perhaps 6,000 years in, in written records. Formally, it, yoga is one of the six schools of orthodox philosophy in India. And the Indian schools of philosophy cover every area of Western philosophy, and they covered it to the point of exhaustion before the Western civilization even emerged. But one of the areas that was unique in Indian philosophy was that they included disciplined meditation as part of that process, and that would be yoga. The purpose of philosophy in India was the completion of the human being. And so their understanding was that knowledge was not enough. Social competence was not enough. But there is a deep stillness within us, which is who we really are. And it shows up in the, in the Judeo-Christian Bible as well. Now, every one of these schools of philosophy had a central textbook. And the central textbook of yoga is the Yoga Sutras. And the definition of yoga given there is yogash chitavriti nirodaha. Yoga is the disappearance of the wave-making action in the energy field we call the mind. And another way of saying this would be that yoga is a state of consciousness where the individual settles into a deep stillness and quiet. And this is the contention in yoga is that your essential nature is a state of fullness and a state of silence, free from the distractions of random thought. From that standpoint, there are a number of elements in the human personality that keep us from experiencing this deep personal peace. And Patanjali, the great sage who wrote the Yoga Sutras, lists many of them so that many of us can understand that if we sit down and try to be silent, thoughts intrude. And I can't tell you how many people will say to me, oh, I tried meditation once, but, but my mind wouldn't go quiet, and so I just gave up. I mean, people seem to think, Pat, that becoming a Zen master is an instantaneous event. But like anything else, coming to a point of stillness requires practice and some time and personal patience. Well, you know, it is like anything else. And, and what we're talking about is so important for 
many of the folks listening to the show that have very large ideas about their lives or that have ideas about the next step in their lives and get really hung up and held up, really, by their mind. I mean, I know that I've been there. I know that uh, you've probably been there. And what we're talking about is the way to get to that place of stillness and connection. And you said something very important, Salvatore, and I think this is worth talking about. Uh, like anything else, meditation, uh, it, it takes practice. And so you're right. People think, because this is the society and the pop culture we live in, that it, it, we are to get instantaneous gratification. We are to have things show up immediately. But there are many things that we have had to learn in this life, and this is one of them, if we want to get to that place of expansiveness, correct? Absolutely. I would say, Pat, that coming to a place of the stillness that I'm talking about didn't happen in my life until I'd been meditating steadily for about 25 years. And there's a reason we call it practice. It's because we're practicing but what are we practicing for? Our sitting practice will eventually bring us to a point of stillness if we, if we follow it through. But the idea is that when we get up from our meditation seat and go out into the world, that we should be able to maintain that state of consciousness in day-to-day -day activities and conversations and interactions with other people. That's the real thing. But if we can't experience it by ourselves in quiet, it's very challenging to have it happen in the external world. The healing that you talked about occurs in that sitting process if we have the internal courage to sit there and watch the thoughts and feelings that are going by. Because typically, Pat, we spend many years sitting silently watching our thoughts. And the process here is to understand that we are not our thoughts. We're the ones who are thinking them. We're not our feelings. We're the ones who are generating them. But until we come to an understanding of where they come from and resolve them back into their origins, we continue to be tormented, I suppose, is a fairly good word. It's, we, a, it's, a, it's a really descriptive word. Well, and we're at least distracted and sometimes tormented. And there are many, you know, there are several main classes of distractions. We have uh, chronic physical illness. Uh, we have unresolved relationships of various sorts. We have um, any number of thoughts that tend to be chronic distractions. And the process of meditation is one of gently but patiently and relentlessly allowing these to pass through with our observation. At a certain point... The process of witnessing them takes the charge off of them, and they vanish. Ah. But this does not happen quickly, and the McDonald's mentality of modern America does not tend to set people up mentally to be ready for the kind of long-term commitment that this requires. That said... There are more and more people in America all the time who are ready for this path. And, and this is where going back to the physical aspects of hatha yoga is, is uh, important. Because we can't really sit quietly while our bodies are tense. And so the 20,000 or 20 million or more Americans who have been involved in yoga for over 10 years 
are becoming quite ripe for sitting processes. And just recently I had a woman in her late 50s who's been a yoga practitioner in, in Hatha Yoga, in Asana, in the physical portion of it, ask me, is this really all there is to yoga? Uh-huh. And I, w- I said no, and it, in my mind, as I was answering her, I realized there are millions of people who are probably asking this question. This was a question that I asked myself after a year and a half of intense asana practice, and this would be in 1968, where my hatha yoga practice, my asana practice, became very dry, and it didn't, it didn't feed me. And I found a very wise man who said, you're probably ready to begin the meditative aspects of yoga in addition to the asana aspects of yoga. And at that point, Pat, the whole thing turned around for me, deepened, and that's where I've been ever since. And, you know, it's it's interesting, Salvatore, that we're talking about the wisdom that we get through the questions that we ask. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a lot of times when in our day-to-day lives, there are many, many questions that come up. And, and we don't stop to think about those questions in terms of the opening it creates or they create to take us to the next level of our lives. I would agree. And part of that, Pat, is the mental habits that we have and that we're, we're not familiar with or that we haven't observed. And one of them is that we tend to move thoughts through our our that energy field we call the mind. We tend to move these thoughts through so fast that we don't take time to self-observe them. And so there we would we would be well if we could just slow down a little bit. I mean, one of the movements in Europe that that I like so much is the slow food movement. And this is a process where people are walking away from fast food and taking time to to cook and savor their meals, and in the process of doing this, they have come up with a very interesting meditative process that slows their entire lives down and slows their entire minds down and makes them more reflective and and is taking them to a more peaceful place. And we're finding millions of people in Europe entering into this. Uh, In America, there is not much value placed on serenity or tranquility. Um, after I lived in India for two and a half years and came back to America, a friend of mine asked me what, how America looked to me because I had really immersed myself in a, in a completely different culture. And one of the three main points that came to mind as I was answering his very important question was that collectively speaking, Americans or America does not value tranquility, serenity, or introspection. So if we're going to move into these areas, to some extent we're moving against the stream of the collective unconscious. Well, let's hold that thought, Salvatore, because that's a, a critical place for us to begin when we come back from break. Because most of us want to get that peace and serenity out of our American very busy schedules and it is critical for us to learn. We'll be right back with Salvatore Zambito talking about how each of us can get to that place where we are at that peace and knowing that our lives can be exactly as we desire. We'll be right back. Stay tuned, everyone. Still want to touch. 
This is your peak living tip of the day. Listen up. If you work on a computer more than one hour a day, research shows that poor posture and shallow breathing can cause the stress response leading to physical and emotional compromise. Every hour, recheck your posture and take in six deep breaths. This will help you maintain peak health. Visit crownhillchiropractic.com or drscottlynch.com. Your peak living tip of the day has been brought to you by Crown Hill Chiropractic in North Seattle and Valley Chiropractic Wellness Center in Duval. Why do people travel across the globe to see Dr. Nusheen Darvish at the Holistic Medical Center in Bellevue? Is it her specialization in women's health, allergies, and chronic illness? Is it because she founded a uniquely comprehensive, integrative clinic for cutting-edge, non-invasive, and FDA-approved therapies that improve the health of all patients? Yes, it is. Find out for yourself. 425-451-0404. That's 425-451-0404. Find out how you can use the power of words in clothing to change your world. Tune into the Dr. Pat Show to learn all about Creo Mundi, a unique brand that's going to rock this planet. Utilizing the frequencies and positive words on the inside of clothing, Creo Mundi can really help you create your own universe and tap into the law of attraction. Like attracts like at creomundi.com. C-R-E-O-M-U-N-D-I. That's creomundi.com. Health Tip of the Day brought to you by Essentia Water. How much Essentia Water should you drink on a daily basis? The rule of thumb is to drink half your body weight in ounces daily. If you weigh 100 pounds, drink 50 ounces or 1.5 liters daily. Your level of activity, environment, diet, and stress levels should be taken into consideration as all of these determine your water intake requirement. Increase your intake of Essentia water if you've increased your physical activity, are exposed to increased temperatures, or experiencing any physical stress, such as colds or infections. If you're feeling thirsty, you're already dehydrated. Don't wait. Start a healthy water drinking program now. Your body needs it. This health tip of the day is brought to you by Essentia water, the ultimate drinking water for your body. Essentia water. Ask for it. Can a credit card be used for positive change? The Enlightenment Card has and is established with over 1,100 socially conscious reward partners. Whether your points are redeemed to support a charity, to further personal growth in a workshop, retreat, or yoga class, or if you use points to buy organic products, now you can rest assured knowing your monies and reward points are going to support those companies who are working to make a difference in the world. Join the community at EnlightenmentCard.com. In our busy world, many people are searching for balance between their inner spiritual lives and their outer material ones. Pilgrimage is one way to find deeper meaning and purpose. Bay Pellegrini, the beautiful pilgrims, offer small group sojourns to revered and sacred sites on the ancient pilgrim paths of Europe. Bay Pellegrini, beautiful places, exceptional journeys, transcendent experiences. Call 877-377-3557 or visit B-E-I-P-E-L-L-E-G-R-I. Alternative to what? Alternative to everything else out there on the radio. Alternative Talk, 1150 AM. Oh, I could listen to that song for a while. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. And I am so thrilled to have Salvatore Zambito joining us today. And we're talking about what many people consider the first 
thing that we need to do in order to manifest all that we desire in this life, whether it's perfect health, whether it's wealth, whether it's contributing to the planet in a greater way, whether it's being the star of your own life, this is the place where it begins. If you don't get to that place of quieting the chatter that goes on, it's hard to understand, it's hard to even get in touch with what really is the divine mind. So, Salvatore, welcome again, and uh, thank you for joining us to the, to the, to the show. Uh, thanks for joining us today and sharing what is so essential for so many people it to do in their lives. It's always a pleasure to be with you, Pat. Um, Pat, when we broke, just before break, we were, um, I was talking about uh, how in America there's a collective resistance to, and I don't think that's overstating it, to serenity, tranquility, and introspection. Well, it certainly has been my experience. <laughs> and in my life, one of the things that, that I've noticed about people and groups of people is that their shortcomings are usually their strengths that have been taken to an extreme or used at the wrong moment. And one of the beauties of America is our great outgoingness. We are a wonderful, exuberant, enthusiastic, and giving people. I think that we could say, well, I'm not speaking of every single American, I think we can say that as a nation, uh, we are probably fairly extroverted. But if we take extroversion too far, then it can become a problem. And I think this has become a problem in our nation. And we as individuals can pick up on that collective energy, and then this becomes a difficulty. And this has been, in my experience, a large part of what I deal with when people come to me for meditation work and working in the, uh, in the Yoga Sutras, Pat. Well, I mean, the, you know, the dilemma with not being in harmony with both aspects of who we are uh, is a place where one or the other sort of takes over. And what you're talking about is being at this place of uh, having a pop culture, a culture of extroverts. And I think for our listeners, let's have a conversation about what that means in our day-to-day lives. Because when we talk about that, It's easy to generalize and point to somebody else. But I think each and every one of us have been challenged by the seduction of what's out in the material world. Sure. Well, the material world is very seductive, and, and in many ways appropriately so. The trick is, in our lives, coming to some kind of a balance so that we are bringing ourselves to a point of stability where we're neither introspective nor extroverted to uh, degrees that are dysfunctional for ourselves. And this is where so many of the yogic uh, techniques and traditions can be very useful and, and why I often point people to hatha yoga, to the physical aspect. I don't want to make it sound like I don't respect it. I really do. It has, it's a powerful place and it's, and it's essential. What I'm finding, though, is that there's a growing body of people in America who are starting to feel the early vibrations, if you will, in their uh, in their bodies and in their minds that are taking them toward this silence that is the essential nature of the human being. 
And this is what I'm trying to cultivate, Pat. More people are starting to feel it. And this is the basis of your show, frankly. Uh, 30 years ago, your show would not have existed. So there is something emerging in the collective unconscious that is calling for this understanding. And I'd like to, maybe it's a conceit, but I like to think that um, I'm a little bit ahead of the curve waiting for people to catch up because there's a good body of people who are asking the questions that you're asking. Well, the reason that we're asking these questions is, Salvatore, I think it's gotten to be a very uncomfortable place um, for folks. Uh, You know, there are stories that we hear every day about struggle. There's a war uh, on the planet in a way that we've not imagined in decades. Um, There are people that in the most wealthy country that we have on the planet are suffering and struggling to feed their children. And I think the questions are coming up because there's a level of discomfort. And that level of discomfort, in my mind, is an opportunity for all of us to take a look at what action we can take to help our our fellow uh, people on this planet. Beautifully stated. And we can't demand from others what we're unwilling to do ourselves. And so it becomes problematic when we demand world peace from our politicians, but we are unable to generate personal peace in our own hearts. And this becomes the starting point. I'm not saying that we shouldn't you know, move for peace and prosperity in the external world, but the starting point is always within ourselves. And this is where I like to think my work comes in, Pat, is in giving people practical day-to-day ways of coming into touch more deeply with their thoughts, feelings, assessing them, and then moving into ways of transforming the difficulties that we sometimes call negativity, but I just call them obstructions in the wave generation form. But um, how do we clean up our wave actions? How do we how do we come up to create a smooth uh, flow in our own hearts and our own minds that then flow out into the world like uh, ripples on a on the surface of a pond? that are bringing a stillness to the world and bringing peace to the world. It's our personal responsibility. And and I take it very seriously, and my wife takes it very seriously, that peace really does begin with us. Well, if it doesn't begin with us, then who does it begin with? Exactly. I mean, and, and we see this um, all the time right now. We see conversations about peace, yet anger and angry people. Um, we see conversations about wealth, and yet poverty exists everywhere. And so the question that I ask myself is, every day is, what is mine to do today? What can I do today to inspire someone to take an action that's not only going to be for the ultimate uh, abundance and prosperity of who they are, but for the planet and the world in, in general? And these questions are hard to answer if we're not at the place that you're talking about. We can only start from where we are. And, Pat, for my part, I've put together, you know, books, I put together classes, and I confer with people privately. And it's really a one-by-one-by-one process that we do this. 
And what I would like to make clear here is that, that I'm available and my wife's company is available to help people come to a place where they can have the space and the support to at least make the initial and sometimes fairly advanced uh, movements into coming into this stillness. Um, right now, interestingly enough, uh, I'm getting a lot of response from Europe. On, <laughs> and I'll be in London uh, in November, and I'll be speaking at the London Yoga Show November 23rd and 25th, and then the following week, December 1st and 2nd, I'll be teaching my first Yoga Sutras class in London, and we're getting inquiries from Hamburg and from Hungary and Italy. And so the movement in Europe is actually running a little bit ahead of America right now. But in America, um, September 8th and 9th, there will be a Yoga Sutras class at the Samadhi Yoga Center that I'm running. In This is in Seattle. And their telephone number for anybody who might be interested is 206-329-4070. And another area, Pat, that I'm very interested in is the life of Jesus. And the United Church of Christ in Suquamish, Washington, has invited me to give a sermon on October 7th on Jesus, Rabbi and Mahayogi. And I'll be following that up with a seminar uh, with the United Church of Christ on October 11th that continues on the question of Jesus as a rabbi and a Mahayogi. Um, in fact, many elements of his life, stories of his life, and some of his teachings actually have a great deal more in common with yoga than they do with Judaism. So these are some of the, uh, some of the projects and offerings that uh, we're putting out right now. Well, this is exactly what we need. We need a place where we can actually take that action that we were talking about. Salvatore, thank you so much for joining the show today. And we're going to continue this conversation and move it to the level of being in sacred space. Stay tuned, everyone. When we come back, we're going to be talking about sacred space, sacred places, Margaret Starbird, Rebecca Zambito, and Lita Steve are joining us today. Stay tuned, everyone. We'll be right back with the Dr. Pat Show. 77 Can living intentionally really help you achieve your dreams? Tune in to the Dr. Pat Show to learn more about intentional living. Kristen Marie Sherline, founder of Affirmagy, will share tips for intentional living and provide powerful information on how to accomplish goals and achieve your dreams. For more information on Kristen Marie Sherline and her company, Affirmagy, visit Affirmagy.com. Because it's time to start living an intentional life. Let go of past trauma, fears, and negative beliefs. Attract exactly what you want in life and release the energetic blocks and imbalances which are keeping you from living the life of your dreams. Internationally known master clairvoyant and intuitive guide Carrie O'Connor has the unique ability to read your energy field and just like a tuning fork, raise your vibrational level so that you can attract what you truly desire in life. Visit CarrieO'Connor.com for more information and for interview dates on the Dr. Pat Show. That's CarrieO'Connor.com. 
Looking for the perfect way to connect with your children all year long? Give your entire family the gift of heartfelt conversations through the magic of Carla Miller's Seeds of Discovery books. Each Unbound book is a unique interactive experience with simple life lessons for all children and adults. Lighthearted, colorful illustrations attract the attention of children and stimulate interactions with adults. Visit SeedsOfDiscovery.com or call 1-888-426-1632 for more information. Do you dream of helping to create a more vibrant, healthy world? Study a healthcare method that is gentle, safe, and effective. Homeopathy has been the choice of progressive doctors and other holistic healers and their patients for over 200 years. Its success in major epidemics worldwide is well documented. Contact the Homeopathic Community School of Seattle at homeocommunityschool.com or call Lucy at 425-672-4485. The Empowerment Partnership, empowering the lives of thousands of people around the world just like you. Their mission is to empower you with an understanding of what makes you and others tick and to teach you the tools and techniques that will unlock your hidden gifts. The Empowerment Partnership, whatever you think you are, you're more than that. To learn more, call 1-800-800-MIND or go to NLP.com. Mention the Dr. Pat Show to receive a special discount. Do you need help losing weight? Does your diet need improvement? Are you having problems getting motivated to exercise? At Personal Training Team, they design a program that works for you. Get results and achieve your fitness goals. Train in their private studios, or they'll even come to your home. Visit their website, personaltrainingteam.com, and call for a free consultation at 425-885-4825. At Personal Training Team, they make it personal. Personaltrainingteam.com. Proud to bring variety to your radio dial. Alternative Talk, 1150 a.m. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. And I am so thrilled to be continuing this conversation about how we can step in, take some action, and be in the sacredness and connectedness of who we truly are. Uh, joining me right now are three incredible people, and you just heard the segment with Salvatore Zambito. And, I, you know, I want to mention to everyone that if you want to find out more about Salvatore, you can go to www.yogasutras.net. That's yogasutras.net. And there's lots of information about him, about his book, about his schedule, and much more. And you'll be hearing from him again. Joining us right now are, well, how do I say this? Three people that have actually done what Salvatore was just talking about, and that's get connected to that, that still voice inside that calls us to take our gifts out into the world in a very, very large way. And, you know, today's show is about stepping into that place and understanding the beauty of the journey. I'm joined by uh, Rebecca Zambito, and she has traveled since she was an infant, and that, let's say, could be called her calling. We'll, we'll hear that uh, from her. And now she people to revered sites, places of miracles, sites there, there, are, there are holy relics. Uh, sites that you can feel the energy uh, and, most importantly, enables 
each and every one of us to step at that plate and feel the power of all that has come before. Uh, Lita Seaver is joining us today. She's also working with Bay Pellegrini and how people can step out and be part of this incredible journey. And joining us is uh, Margaret Strubert, who will be uh, joining the upcoming trip. We'll hear about that in a few minutes. But most of us, and many of you know Margaret, from the incredible body of work that she has done and connecting us with uh, the, the sacredness in all things, in all places. But, you know, we know her for her latest book about Mary Magdalene Bride in Exile. And so she's joining us today. So we have this panel of incredible people that know how to get groups together and get out there and do some incredible things and party together. Welcome, everyone, to the show. Thank you. Bon matin. Well, I, does, does anyone have a better job than you, you three? I don't think so. It's pretty awesome. Talking it's, about living, living our dreams. You know, what do, we, what do we say about the sacredness of the places that you take people to? What can we say? Well, I think that I need to reintroduce Salvatore because he has a very concise um, summary of these sacred places and what they really mean for all of us. What I'd say, Pat, is that great masters and saints have a powerful energy. It's like someone who walks into a room and everyone immediately feels them, only multiplied many times over. And people like this can imbue an area with a sacred energy just by them being there. Many Christians take pilgrimages to the Holy Land for that very reason. They go to the great places where Jesus taught because they can still feel that energy. And anybody who goes, for example, to Assisi will be able to feel the energy of St. Francis. And one of the great saints who has been largely unrecognized is Mary Magdalene. And this is kind of the focus of our, of our talk today. Well, you, you know, there are very few people that can really talk about Mary Magdalene, and we happen to have one of those people on the show today. And I say that because when I say talk about Mary Magdalene, I mean fully understand the essence of, of this woman and understand her journey and understand the meaning that that translates to in this lifetime. And so, Salvatore, thank you so much for sharing that because Margaret Starbird is with us right now. As many of us know, she has uh, taken her conversation out into the world and is known for the work that she has done in sharing the journey and the story of Mary Magdalene. Margaret, thank you so much for joining the show today. Thank you, Dr. Pat. I'm happy to be with you. You know, um I, this was a journey I never intended to take. I was a Catholic mother of five singing in the choir and teaching CCD when I first stumbled on the idea that Mary Magdalene was actually the wife of Jesus in a book called Holy Blood, Holy Grail. And I was horrified by the thought until I prayed about it. And the harder I prayed about it, the more 
connected, I became to the idea, well, maybe this was the greatest story never told. Maybe this is a story that was suppressed for 2,000 years. So I actually did the, the research and came up with, with the conclusion that there's more evidence in favor of this woman having been the partner and, and beloved complement of Christ than there ever was evidence that he was celibate. And so my own journey actually was mostly through books and art and, uh, and other um, media, but I did travel to these sacred places that Salvatore has been talking about, especially the town of St. Mary's by the Sea, which celebrates uh, St. Sarah, the Sarah the Egyptian, on the coast of France. Some of these places we're going to visit. St. Maximum is a town where Mary Magdalene is supposed to have, her relics are supposed to have been there, and also at St. Baum, which is a cave high up in the mountains near Marseille. But her story travels to France, and we ask, how can that be? And the answer is that these early Christians were so persecuted that in order to find safety and security, they felt they had to leave. In fact, uh, the subtitle of my newest book is Mary Magdalene, Bride in Exile. I truly think that because of danger to this woman, she was sent into exile or brought into exile by her friends to keep her hidden from these persecutions that were following around the family and the early Christians in Jerusalem and that she lived out the rest of her life in France. Now, there's no proof. We don't have, we don't have a marriage certificate. We don't have... Um, proof that this is what happened, but the legends and stories and the lore about Mary Magdalene is so deeply rooted in these areas in the sacred sites in France that it's it, you do feel an energy there of her having um, walked and are walking in her footsteps. Yeah. And, and we get to visit all those places this right. October, uh, and Margaret will be joining us, um, and we have a few places left for those who might be interested. Um so if you, if uh, you have a desire to join us um, on a Bay Pellegrini pilgrimage that is going to be amazing, um, please get in touch with us. You know, let's talk about the pilgrimage. I, I want to really be clear to our listeners that, that you all are going to take a group of people to these sites, and Margaret is going to be joining you. I mean, this is to have a resident expert and to be at that place of connection and go to some of the, the just awesome places that you're going to go is truly a blessing. And so when you talk about pilgrimage, why don't you share uh, with our listeners exactly what you're talking about? Pat, it's Salvatore here. And, Pat, I'd like to make a distinction. Uh, when people leave their homes, there are three basic categories that I've discovered. You have tourists, you have travelers, and you have pilgrims. Uh-huh. And the tourists tend to go off, catch a few sites, um, get a sort of superficial sense of place, and come home. Travelers often go, stay. They can stay the same amount of time as a tourist, but they go deeper. For example, they may not stay at a, at a if they come from America, they won't stay at a Western hotel. They'll stay locally and try to go deeper. The pilgrim in traveling has much of the traveler, but is seeking a self-transformative experience in the process of communicating or communing with these areas that have been home to holy people 
and holy events. Well, Salvatore, this, uh, I think what we've just said here is a great place for us to take a break. When we come back, we'll be continuing this conversation and uh, talking with Margaret about the places that folks are going to visit and how she has come to know this story of Mary Magdalene. Stay tuned, everyone. We'll be right back. 